Welcome to the Game Pass Guru Podcast, where we're like a video game rental service, except you don't have to return us after a few days. Don't worry, we won't charge you any late fees if you fall asleep mid-episode. Now here are your hosts, Sebastian Mulden and Roger Riker. Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Game Pass Guru Podcast, the premier podcast that dives into the library of Xbox Game Pass games and lets you know which ones you should check out. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Sebastian Malden, and joining me today is my co-host, my Master Chief to my Sergeant Johnson, <laughs> the my Banjo to my, to my Kazooie, the one, the only Mr. Podcast himself, Roger. Roger, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm glad that you still stuck with the Mr. Podcast theme. This is awesome. So every week... I expect to I expect, I expect to be called Mr. Podcast every week, Sebastian. I understand. Uh, I'm gonna put some respect on your name. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> uh, oh, that obviously, I'm joking. But uh, thank you for the nice intro, and uh, thanks for joining me again this week. No, man. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for always being the the co-pilot, so to speak, on this wild ride that we call a- Xbox Game Pass Game Game Pass Gurus. Yeah. So, uh, How's everything going for you? Uh, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Man, we are eating good in video games right now. Oh, my gosh. I know. I was just walking through, uh, I think it was, I don't know, a retail store. I'm not going to plug their name because we're not sponsored by them. I was walking walking through a retail store, and I'm looking at, you know, all the games that are out and just uh, all the... All the even the you know the the controllers and the other like accessories for the switch or switch for for all the systems out there. Uh, specifically, I was just looking at some switch stuff too, and I was just like, "Wow, this is such a crazy time um, to be a gamer." Because one, it's cool, like it's not uncool to be a gamer, which that wasn't the case when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And second, like just so many so many different options that we have available to us it's mind-boggling uh, it really yeah, is it really is and i know we talked about this last week but man when i was a kid the release schedule wasn't quite like it is now um and i mean that's what's really cool about game pass is the fact that you have all these games that are available for you to play and they're constantly you know adding new games obviously they're removing games too but but I never in in a million years did I ever dream when I was a kid that this would be the landscape of gaming today. It's amazing. It really is. And like, like you said about game pass, the, the, the fact that you have all these games at your fingertips and you could just play them at an instant. It's like, especially with game, like cloud gaming. So you can just play these games instantly. I know that's, I, that's, I was just going to say the same thing. That's the, that's the crazy thing to me. The game pass one is awesome to begin with, but the the crazy thing to me is the cloud gaming aspect of game pass because I have an Xbox series S and -hmm. I did not get the expandable um, hard drive. So I I'm limited by the hard drive that's in there, but man, I don't have to even worry about that with the, with the cloud gaming. The fact that, you can um, play straight from the cloud, and and I'll, we'll talk about the the game that uh, you gave to me this week later on in the episode uh, for me to try. But I played it on the cloud, and it worked perfectly. It was so good. It was so good. 
I love that Amazing. aspect. I really do. Because like, like you said, I have a, I also have a Series S in my living room. And then in my game room, I have a Series X. And like downstairs on that Series S, it, I call it like my indie box. That's my game has indie box yeah, where uh-huh. I could just stack that whole console up full of indie games. And then like if I do still want to play a big meaty, big sweaty um, AAA game from um, Game Pass, then I can just use the cloud component and I don't have to worry about storage. I never yeah. sweat out the storage aspect, and I love that. I think I people don't give Game Pass cloud gaming enough credit because that is revolutionary. I yeah. I know like I know Stadia and all that kind of like <laughs> yeah. tainted cloud gaming for a lot of people, but if like seriously, we're in a really good spot with the cloud gaming infrastructure. Yeah, I think I really think I, I really am. Uh, I do believe this that if 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 Google really put their money towards that Stadia, I think I think that they would have. Uh, if they made that a priority, I think it would have been would have been a, a competitor in the market. But they just didn't. They didn't. They didn't prioritize that. And I understand why, right? Like that's not their main gig. Where you have, you know, I mean, Microsoft and and Sony. I, I don't know if that's their main gigs. Like obviously they have their hands in other things, but um, certainly is a big component of their of their roadmap plan for their company, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't in the, it wasn't on the roadmap of priorities for Google. So, um, yeah. And it's also one of those things to where I'm like, I, I do think a good business structure and a better, like gaming mind at the helm would have probably changed everything yeah. for them too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, cause I do think, I do think streaming services is, I mean, streaming cloud gaming, I should say is the, is probably gonna be the future. I really do. Uh, because like if they can incorporate that into TVs, which they already are starting to do, like that's uh, that's a huge game changer. Because now you're going to be able to get that into people's homes, <laughs> right? And then if yeah, you have sure. a TV that's already have uh, Game Pass built into it, that, that that's you know you're you're skipping even the console, right? And now you can just put that right into their hands and say, hey, fifteen twenty dollars a month, you can play any game you want that's on our service. That's amazing. It really is. And then like to add on to that is like we're also mobile gaming is coming back yeah. in a big way. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if you saw like the ROG ally that got announced and, and presented yesterday and with a nice nice hefty price tag towards it. But like it's a dedicated game pass machine. It's gonna be a native game pass box. And oh, I, I think that's that. a yeah, it, it has you know, whereas like the Steam Deck has Game Pass on it, but you kinda have to like yeah. either like law like basically boot up windows on that device or basically like you kind of have to find a back way of of just getting game pass on it and even then it's only like the cloud aspect you can't natively like download games from game pass the the rog ally will be directly a game pass box like you can basically like there's a native game pass app on that Wow. So you can download your games you can stream your games everything so that that's going to change a lot a lot for like the gaming infrastructure going forward yeah i mean even now which is crazy to me to think this but like and i i only did this a little bit but i was actually able to play my xbox on my on my on my uh on my fire tablet Mm -hmm. uh through streaming like that to me i think that's crazy and and now that that's because it was reading off my xbox but i was able to you know play it handheld it's weird it's a weird 
It's weird. How did it work on your Fire Tablet? I'm curious. It, it was fine. It was fine. Uh-huh. I mean, I, it wasn't my preferred because I don't have a really big Fire Tablet, so it wasn't it wasn't my preferred method of gaming. But I was able to play games, and it worked fine. I mean, if it worked, <laughs> if it works, that's the end result. I like that. That's, yeah. Because I asked because I was like, I never even thought to do that. I have like two Fire Tablets. In I know. House, I know. And I never thought to do that. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it works. It's um, again not my preferred way of playing, um, but it's it's available so uh you have a topic for us this week don't you yes i do i do um i don't know if you've heard this big news but um phil spencer big boss of xbox uh, recently appeared on the kind of funny x cast where he basically talked um to the team at uh, the xbox team um there with snowbike mike and and um paris lily and the gang and he came out and kind of said some things that I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to say rub me the wrong way because I feel like that sounds too extreme. But yeah, it kind of like it did kind of feel a little icky. It kind mm. of almost felt defeatist in a way. And mm. I, you know, like I don't first of all, I don't think he should have did the interview that close to the the launch of Redfall because, you know, emotions might have been involved in that kind of thing. And, you know, maybe given that some time to breathe there. But I kudos for him for doing something that like. I guess you could say like stepping into the fire, so to speak, because like I know a lot of people probably after like a big box office like flop or, you know, like it it is what it is like a big box office flop in Hollywood. They wouldn't necessarily, you know, do an interview right afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, kudos to him for that. But like, so here's what he kind of said, and I, I'm just going to quote him this coming from Eurogamer.net. He basically said there is no world where Starfield is at 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS5s. That's not going to happen. But we lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation where everyone built their digital library of games. We want our Xbox community to feel awesome. But this idea that if we just focus more great games on our console, that we somehow that somehow we're going to win the console race doesn't relate to the reality of most people. Like 90% of people every year who walk into a retailer to buy a console are already a member of one of the three console ecosystems, and their digital library is already there. This is the first generation where the big games that they're playing were games that were available last gen. When you think about Fortnite, um, Roblox, and Minecraft, the uh, continuality from generation to generation is so strong. I see the pundits out there who want to go back in time to when we all had cartridges and discs and every new generation was a clean slate and you could just switch the whole console share that's not the world we're in today so roger i want to ask you what do you think of that do you think he's right that one like a slate of good games can't change the fortunes of a console uh well i have i don't know i have a couple of thoughts on that like i'll first start start off with the whole idea of like winning people from from a console perspective like i th- i would this is what i think most people mm-hmm. uh have more than one console at their house most probably I mean, so I, I shouldn't say most people like people that like are really gaming enthusiast and i want to say gamers because i don't i don't think that's i don't like that term gamers oh you're a gamer <laughs> uh i just i don't know because it has this condensation of like of like I don't know, just like a kind of like an uppity air to it or something. I'm not sure. But but I do think that people that are that are like the hobby, like their hobby or their enjoyment, their entertainment is uh, is 
gaming, if their passion is gaming, a lot of, a lot of people have more than one console. We both have more than one console mm-hmm. at our house. Um, I will say I did buy the Xbox over the PlayStation or Xbox Series S over PlayStation 5 for a couple of reasons. One, the availability of it was greater than the PS5 at the time. Um, but also the value of Game Pass like was more appealing to me than PS5. And uh, and it, that's an interesting thought because I was just about to say PS5 just didn't have the games that I was like, eh. They, right now, they just don't have exclusives that are appealing to me. Mm-hmm. But Xbox didn't either. Xbox didn't have uh, games that are exclusive that I was like, oh, I got to get an Xbox because it's an exclusive game on Xbox. What appealed to me was the value of Game Pass. I was like, wow, like I can play all these games here on Game Pass uh, for $15 a month or $20 a month. Or, I mean, I pay the ultimate, so it's a little bit more yeah. pricey. Um but that was more appealing to me, and it wasn't because of a specific game that was coming out uh, on the Xbox or even for the PlayStation. If PlayStation had a better uh, portfolio, service, yeah, I, I would have, I would have, I would have probably went with that as well. Like, but I see what he's saying though. Like, I don't think, I don't. Know, I guess my thought is, I don't think that having a game that's going to be, you know, a ten out of ten. Uh, drives sales of that system because maybe if you're a fan of the series you will go out and buy it because of that but i i don't know if if people nowadays really do buy games just for or buy systems just for one game or even just a handful of games i think it's what is the best value overall Uh, and this, this is where i think that we're moving in this really interesting um i guess I don't interesting era of gaming is that it's more of a service uh, that provides a service than uh, than coming out with exclusive games. I, I say that knowing that today, as we're recording it, uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out today, and I'm sure there are people that are like, "Oh, I got to go to Switch to play that game." But I I also feel like the Zelda fans already have a Switch because they wanted it for Breath of the Wild, so. The, the birth of the wild was the system seller for a lot of people, system, you yeah. know. So I, I don't know. It's, I have a, I, I, I struggle with this because I don't think uh, it's the same thing with Redfall. Like I don't. First of all, I don't think Redfall was a flop. I actually think it. Yeah. It's. A, I mean, I think it was. I don't want to say flop. I, I think it was a disappointment in the number of um, or the scores that it got. I, I'm sure mm-hmm. that they see that as a disappointment. But just because Redfall came out and didn't like get the critical reception that they were thought it was going to get, does not does not bode like does not mean like Xbox is going to fail. Even if even start start what is the game called Starfield? Starfield, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I almost forgot. It was called Star Fox for some reason. Even if Starfield comes out and it bombs, like nobody's going to be like, oh, that's the end of Xbox. So it's the same. No. It's the same thing, right? Like I wouldn't sell my console uh if a game if if the game is flopped uh because that's not the reason i have the xbox i have it for the game pass and there's a lot of games that i've been playing on the game pass that are not xbox xbox exclusives but because uh because it has a good service and a good um yeah it offers a good product i guess i think you make some really good points there i think like to counterpoint those though like 
I don't think is you're right. Like if Starfield was like a failure on its own and like a commercial failure or maybe even like a critical failure, like I don't think it's the one or done that makes or breaks a console or anything like that. I do think the death by a thousand cuts, though, is like it's the narrative there that I feel like rubs gamers the wrong way. And maybe like that's something that kind of like Xbox is kind of facing right now. The death Mm. by a thousand cuts like they are they like part of the reason why you and I probably got like ingratiated into the Xbox ecosystem, especially so strongly this generation is the, the consumer friendly nature of the way they've been treating us as customers. Like the fact that they added like the FPS boost, the the fact that they added the backwards compatibility, the fact that game pass exists and is like the best cloud gaming. gaming. Yeah. The cloud gaming. It's like, they've done so many consumer friendly like things for us that we got into that ecosystem because of that. But for a lot of people out there and, you know, I do feel this as well. Like the, we do have a strong lacking in first party games. I'm like, I love exclusives because like exclusives usually means like those are the high end games from that portfolio or from that like console manufacturer. And Xbox is missing that. We we got Forza, Forza games are doing really good. Uh, Halo was not the the promised one that we were the the chosen (laughs) one that was promised. It's Anakin from from Star Wars. You were supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Redfall came and you know for a lot I know you're enjoying it and I, I appreciate that about you but like <laughs> a lot of people did not enjoy that game um so it's not that that hasn't hit it out of the park like the fact that most of these other like games um from the acquisition like the acquisitions has has like not come out yet and not really struck gold yet it's like we this is also the second generation where the narrative maybe even third if you want to like be specific there of like of like where are the games like where are the first party games like where's the big library of games that like nintendo doesn't have this problem you look at their slate of games and you say like oh okay well animal crossing's there um animal crossing's there like um, fire emblems there you have um zelda is is a big big one um you have a slate of like metroid has made a comeback like they don't have that problem sony doesn't have that problem either insomniac themselves have put out a great slate of games by themselves like with the spider-man series and with ratchet and clank their their first party portfolio looks stacked xbox has legitimately forza halo which which wasn't the chosen one and then now starfield and redfall we need first party games and we need them to be good like i so it's almost like that death by a thousand cuts cut scenario of like, hey, we want you to do better, but we like you're losing a lot of faith for a lot of people. And I I just wonder, you know, like it's one of those things to where like this isn't a sports franchise. Like a lot of people don't stick by you just because, you know, out of mm. loyalty out of the mm. years. Like, you know, like you have to come out and show people like they're they're some in some cases a thousand dollar investment was worth it you know yeah well and, such, oh sorry didn't mean to i was just gonna yeah. say third party games can only do so much like yeah. third party games like think about like this what's the incentive of you buying a for like just the common person let's just say they only have money from one console and they hear about this great game called elden ring you can get elden ring on both consoles the xbox and the playstation 
But my friends also told me there's a great game called Spider-Man. Oh, there's also a great game called like um like the Souls games, like um like Dark Souls, uh like the Dark Souls reboot, or maybe like um Returnal or like all those other different like exclusives, Ratchet and Clank included. Like then they say, Oh, what kind of exclusives can I get on the on the Xbox side? And you're like, Well, you can get Redfall, but the critical reception wasn't like great. Oh, you can get this game like forza but if you're not really a car game that's not really going to appeal to you and also playstation has their own car game as well so what outside of game pass what is the incentive for xbox well let me ask you this let's say uh, i'm gonna play devil's advocate here so i, I like this <laughs> hey sebastian uh you can play your elden ring on either playstation or xbox uh what if you were able to play uh, all the games that Xbox comes out with, first-party games, day one, for free. You, you pay a service of $15 a month. I would love that. And then I'd also bounce back and say, <laughs> where are those games? Well, We've been fair, waiting for fair, those. Fair. But, uh, but you know, I guess, I guess that's the thing. Like, even, I don't know, even if, even if a, even if a, so so the other thing that I will say that Xbox is going out and gobbling up all these developers, right? So that mm-hmm. they can put more party or uh, I guess day one releases on on Game Pass, right? So I think that that's where the value lies there. But even if a game or two games like first party games like are tank, uh, I don't I still don't. I, I mean, I have enough faith that they're going to like, hey, listen, there's plenty of other games out there. I don't need you know if if one game is not it doesn't match whatever the expectations were that's fine there's lots of other games i can play on the game pass for 15 dollars a month and i'd be paying full price for a lot of these games on playstation now i know playstation has their own um uh, you know they're on their their service their their subscription service mm-hmm. um but i mean day one releases is really amazing to me the other thing i will say is that right now uh, Redfall is actually the third highest, uh, third biggest game on Xbox system just behind Fortnite and Call of Duty as the number of players that have played the game since May 7th. Um, so, yes, it may have not gotten their critical acclaim, but there are a lot of people playing it right now. The, uh, there are a lot. I, I think the interesting number is is going to be how the retain, like how many people stay on Redfall. I yeah. think that's going to be the interesting number yeah. throughout the throughout the times. Because I mean, if you look at a game like Sea of Thieves, like it has stay power. If yeah, you look but at it Minecraft, though, when it when it released, it 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 did not come out to critically acclaimed success. No, it success. didn't. But but that is a games as a service type of game, and Redfall's not in, Redfall's not was never intended to be that. I Redfall, don't know. I, do you think so? I don't know. I'm 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 convinced that there's a. Ro- I would love to see if they have a roadmap of what their releases are coming up, right? For for how they're going to support the game. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, I, no. I, I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if it's not though. You know, I I do think like it, I agree with you in the sense that you know, like I think there was maybe maybe they were going to do DLC, but like. I don't necessarily know, like, if the game plan was natively to be like, hey, this is a game, games as a service game that we're going to basically, like, you know, like, there's a lot of differences between this and Avengers, so to speak, which is a native games as a service game where, like, the goal was to charge you for nickel and dime you for every concept of that game outside of the single player campaign. 
and which, which shut down by the way did you know that yeah they stopped, stopped supporting that so yeah so i mean i don't redfall didn't have that games as a service like um I, I guess you could say marketing or spiel and it never had that like hey like we, this is a, a games as a service roadmap where like <laughs> you're going to pay for you're yeah. going to pay for like characters cosmetics skins or anything like that so i yeah. i think like i think the the back and forth here is like what dictates a games as a service game in 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 this era and sort of like yeah. that and then also does game pass does a game pass like i guess you could say does a game pass mantra dictate that all games on that service are games as a service type yeah, of games. That is a really good question. Like, especially first party games, right? Like, is it going to be that, uh, like a game like Redfall that released, uh, you know, had a rough release uh, because it's on Game Pass and not only because it's on Game Pass, but because Xbox, uh, Microsoft basically owns that, that studio. Mm-hmm. Like, will it mean that they will like you said like make it a game as service without calling it that right to continue to support that that is a really good question i mean because like is i haven't played enough sea of thieves to to answer this question but like the sea of thieves have it like oh you can buy certain skins and stuff like probably but i thought i don't know does it i mean is it set up like in a sense that like Fortnite is set up where it's like there's a season pass and uh you can buy the season pass and and such i you know like i'm a big single player gamer so i can't really speak to that as like (laughs) to the nuances of 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 a multiplayer gamer but i will say like they do have like they do have a season pass so to speak to where they 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 have special events such as like they had like a pirates of the caribbean theme like event that happens that to me like screams like games as a service more so than than anything else it's like if you look at Fortnite, they have like these special events that happen surrounded by like Attack on Titan recently or like Dragon Ball Z or different yeah. things like that. It, so yeah. there's similarities there that kind of lends that to being like a games as a service type of deal. Whereas like Redfall like feels like a Bethesda game that has like just like just like um Skyrim or just like Fallout to where like it's a game like a just a direct game that could have DLC. Yeah. And I think I think that's like where the lines and like the definition of what that game is kind of blur gets blurry there. And so I don't, I don't know. Like I'm looking at, I look at Redfall right now and I don't know if based on the commercial success, I think it basically dictates like Xbox is probably going to look at the numbers of retention on players over the next couple months. And I think that that's going to decide overall if that game lives or dies. Yeah. Because I I don't know if like if there's a huge drop off like in a month and a half of concurrent gamers on the platform. I don't know if 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 Xbox looks at that and says like, hey, we we see enough here to basically dump more resources, money and personnel into that. Yeah. Or is it like Anthem to where like you just pull the (laughs) plug and move on, you know, you know. Anthem's still on Game Pass, you know that? It is, it is, but I'm like, they're not working on Anthem, thankfully. But I know, like, I, know. Uh, I saw that the other day. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, well, I don't know why EA just decided, hey, we this is worth keeping <laughs> around on Game I Pass. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe they're hopeful that somebody will play it, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, should we ask? Should we ask our listeners? Uh, I, what I think that's a good think? thing. 
I think that's a good indication. Hey, listeners, like, let us know what you think. Uh, like, hit us up at, at um, the emails in our in the description of every episode, and also, you know, just let us know your thoughts. Like, are you leaning more towards as like Xbox Game Pass in general being a games as a service, or do you think like maybe like, hey, these are natively like pictured as just single player games, or like multiplayer games that are one and done type of experiences and maybe get it right the first time like yeah. and you won't have this kind of problem i don't know let us yeah. know what you think in the by content of this using the the link in the description so yeah. roger i gotta ask what have you been playing on game pass this week uh well i'll start with the the game that you didn't give to me i'll start with uh the first game uh i've been playing more redfall oh what do you think so far uh i really like it so i played with a with a group and we had four people in the game and uh they there was uh, last week i think i said like oh there's no like dungeon events where like you go into a dungeon and you you fight as a team i was totally wrong on that uh there is uh there are vampire nests that you can find out throughout throughout the world and you can clear out the nests which are pretty fun so it's it's like a raid yeah kind of like a raid you have to like go uh get the heart of the nest uh take that out and then get out of there before the whole place collapse and you get a lot of loot from that thing too so that's that was cool uh we fought our first named vampire uh which was a lot of fun we cleared out some areas of vampires which was really fun um and we were playing late we played late into the night because i i it was it was fun i will say this too i think one of the things i criticized about the game was the world felt empty Mm-hmm. And and one thing that we we realized that if you you know if you're on a quest and you head towards that quest, uh, you will find enemies. Like you will run into enemies and plenty of enemies. If you walk off the beaten path and just kind of explore the world, it's not populated. Which is it's a fascinating thing about that. Like it's like oh it's open world, but they really kind of want you to drive towards your next objective. Um, so that was an interesting discovery that that we had that is interesting um but i mean so let me ask you like yeah it sounds and correct me if i'm wrong you played a lot more of this than i have it almost sounds like this game is more destiny than anything else like it sounds like from a lot from what you're telling me (laughs) like it does it, it sounds like hey this is it feels like a destiny raid and then and also like I I could almost make the argument that Destiny is more fun as a co-op experience than a single player experience. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like from everything you're telling me, that's that kind of like Redfall might just find more success just p- like pivoting towards like more of a Destiny kind of lifestyle and component than rather than like just just back off of the single player thing. Just Yeah. No, that's a really good point, Sebastian, because I think I think that's I think this is where they struggle a little bit. I will say this. Destiny does a better job of uh, making the world feel well, because it's a universe, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's much bigger, much. There's a lot more stuff going on. I will say also, though, about Destiny, uh, I have fought, I used to play Destiny quite a bit, Destiny 2 quite a bit. And then I fell off of it. And now I try to get back into it. And there's so much stuff that's going on in the game that I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> uh, and it makes it that fun. Right. Um, but it is much better experiences multiplayer than, than single player. And I, and I will say my good friend, Phil, uh, who is the president of Gamerheads, uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, 
he he has been playing a single player and he's enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. And uh but I do think it's a better experience as a as a multiplayer game. I do think that's part of the issue that they had was like understanding what their identity of the game is. Um, is it a, is it like Destiny or is it more like um, Borderlands? Like I I I feel like they struggled a little bit with knowing what um, the marketing of this game yeah. was going to be like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I think the other thing you mentioned this earlier too about uh expectations about the game um and if this is gonna be a game of service right mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure and i i was like well yeah i can see it as a game of service and then i as i said that it's like but they never said that right and i think no. like there's a little bit of i don't know like there's a taint to the like the mantra of games as a service like we as gamers oh, yeah. don't like that, that yeah love. yeah yes and no like i like Games as a service, like Animal Crossing, does a great job. I would say that's a game of service, right? Like, but they don't call, they uh, like Nintendo actively avoids the the label games as a service. Yeah, you yeah, never hear right, like right. them actually come out and say like, "Hey, we have a games as a service type of game." Yeah, but they it is right. Like, yeah, it, not anymore. They haven't added new events, but they were adding events to to Animal Crossing, and they also a- added like the Happy Home Companion. Uh, which you could buy for twenty five dollars, or if you had their Nintendo service, uh, Nintendo Switch Online uh, service, you get for free, um, which I thought was fascinating. Um, but Redfall didn't really come out clearly say what what is where, where's the roadmap. I, that's what I keep saying. I want to see the roadmap. I want to see what their plan is if they're going to continue to support this, or if it was like you said, a one and done. They just haven't clearly said what is happening next. Are, th- or or even when they launched it what was going to happen so here here's i think um the i you know end all be all of like here's i think with the problem with not just redfall but the xbox like first party portfolio is is that you have we have too many games that are just like redfall on that portfolio yeah, that's a good point. it's that's like a good point. whereas like and I'm gonna be honest, like you have Minecraft Legends, which already is a multiplayer game. You can kind of play it by yourself. I'm like, you have um, what's the other one? You do have Minecraft. That's that's very similar to that mantra. You have Halo. You have Grounded. Like these are games that are really, really like well-rounded experiences. It's just like, where are some of the first-party like? I want to play some action uh, action RPG that is a single player thing. Like I like I want to play like a game like a Fable, come, which is you know like which already had an announcement, but we haven't heard anything about like yeah. in a very long time. I want to play an Avowed, which is sounds like a very similar experience to Elder Scrolls. I want to play like a Hellblade, Sasenio's like saga. I, I'm like I want to play games that kind of I and again I don't make want to make this a console war thing, but I do think like. What Sony is doing well is like they are really leaning into that. Like these are games they make games that you can get lost in, and also that that you have like you can remember these characters. They make character based driven games. Like you have Uncharted with um, Nathan Drake, which is uh, to me one of the greatest like series of all time. Like, and I remember those characters well. Uh, you have a God of War with Kratos and Atreus. You have Spider Man. You have like um you have a uh, ghost of tsushima with jin sakai you can't like the thing is it's like you name these xbox games and they they're like you can't name a character yeah. like you can't they don't have memorable faces and thus like they don't feel grand and it's not just the character thing it's like 
you need single player like um, single player narrative based games on that uh. platform and whereas xbox has been just releasing these multiplayer games which we're arguing right now if red falls and games is a service type of game yeah i'm like yeah. they have they have about six of those and that's not moving the needle that's none of those are moving the needle like at one point do you kind of pivot and start like hey we need to do something different hmm. yeah I, I mean you make up you make some good points i think i think um the one thing i will say about multiplayer games uh like i look at fortnite which is the biggest game in the world for sure game right and it's not character driven the reason i i believe the reason that that game or any games like world of warcraft or any of those like um uh well i can't think of it now but there was a game that was like multiplayer online uh everquest everquest that was the other game Mm -hmm. the reason that those games were so well received and people played it is because they were creating their own uh narrative based narrative yeah. right mm-hmm. they're creating their own narrative with their friends right so and we probably talked about this last week but like after you play those games <clears throat> you go back and you're like oh yeah you remember when this happened do you remember when this happened like that's it's a different narrative but it's an interesting narrative so it is um but do you know what the best-selling game of last year was? You know, like outside of like you know Fortnite, it, it was Elden Ring, yeah. And like a game that you know, like for the most part, you could play with people. But that's a single-player-based yeah. game. It's like yeah. Elden Ring is like that. Hogwarts Legacy this year is the highest-selling yeah. game this so far this year. Like yeah. Xbox needs the like if you're selling a catalog like Xbox Game Pass is trying to do, you need to like f- fulfill the catalog. Like you need to bolster, you can't just be a one trick pony. Like you kind of have to build out that portfolio. And even like on the multiplayer side, I almost wish like the Sony mantra is so interesting because like they have, they're they're doing the direct opposite of what Xbox has been doing over the last couple of years. It's like they build out that single player game, that games library. And then they let the third party games be like the multiplayer sphere. And I think that's so smart because like, hey like we have these games to where like the you can only find these on playstation you also like you get connected to these characters so that way like you get connected to these characters sequels and these characters journeys and and like we have like almost like a mcu level phase to where like hey we are dropping these games like almost like every quarter so to speak and like and then we'll let our third party get like catalog just be the multiplayer side of the fence. If you want Call mm-hmm. of Duty, we got Call of Duty. If you mm-hmm. want, if you want like Fortnite, we have that too. It's just like we have the best of both worlds. Whereas Xbox, I'm looking at the the catalog and the portfolio. It's just like if you want to play a good multiplayer game, Xbox got them. It's just yeah. like if you want to play a good single player game, you better like hope a third party puts out a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Uh, well, speaking of good single player <laughs> games, uh, the other game that I played uh, that you you recommended for me was Nino Kuni 2. I'm so curious about your thoughts. What'd you think? Oh my gosh, this game is so beautiful. So th- mm-hmm. I have I have the first one. Um, the story didn't really pull me in right away on the first one. I kind of fell off of it mm-hmm. pretty early on. But this one was super intriguing right from the get go. Right. And. Uh, you don't have to like you said this last week but you don't have to play the first one to play the second one because there's hundreds if not thousands of years between the two games mm-hmm. um but man what first of all gorgeous game 
Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, it has that uh, Studio Ghibli kind of look to it, right? Um, yeah. yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they did like the art for this game. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Um, so looks fantastic. The gameplay is really good, too. I was expecting turn base, but it was all action RPG. Super good. Uh, I was uh, yeah, I sat down. I'm like, well, I'll give this a shot. And like I beat chapter one already. And I was like, oh, OK, uh, I am invested in this game. Uh, the story, like I said, the story is really good. I mean, just right from the beginning, how it pulls you in and like there's this mystery to unsolve. Like, why is your character in this world? Uh, did he die? Did he end up in this other? Is this like, is this an, you know, and he became younger. So, but he still mm-hmm. has his gun with him. Like, it's weird. What a weird. <laughs> it's a hybrid of a weird concepts. Isn't it? Yeah. But I love it. I love it. I'm going to continue to play it because it's so good. It's, it's so, really good. so correction before uh, like people in the comments hit me, hit me up about this. It's like the first game was done and with involvement of Studio Ghibli. Um, but okay. the, the second one had like, the key animation um, director from from those games, the like Studio Ghibli stepped away from those, and uh, the, but like he, the key animation artist was still a part of that project. Okay, okay, yeah, but certainly influence, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I loved it. I thank you for suggesting it because uh, I didn't even realize it was on Game Pass. To be honest, and <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh wow, this is such a great game. So. It's magnificent. I really like, and it's you can get so many hours of playtime out of that, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's one of the cool things about it. And I I love like these JRPGs that you can yeah. get lost into. So I'm yes. like, absolutely love that about it. And I, I'm one of the things that I think sh- like is an unsung, I guess you could say, feature of that game is like I love the soundtrack for that. Yeah, it feels oh, yeah. It sounds so good. Yeah, it had like this kind of 70s kind of feel to it yeah like i don't know i i really liked it too that was fun it was a fun uh soundtrack it was a fun um game the story is really good um so yeah i'm going to continue to play it so i want to see what happens i want to see what happens to these characters i want to see if he gets his kingdom back so (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so really fascinating um what about you what have you been playing on the other side of the fence, I've been playing your game recommendation of the week, and that's Loop Hero. And I like Loop Hero, but not love it. I think yeah. it's I th- I think this is a really cool. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, it's not your fault. It's like it's not even Loop Hero's fault. I I think this is a game that has a really cool core concept. The fact that you can place like it's almost like a D and D game come to life. Yeah, yeah, and, and it has like these really cool um that really cool circle aspect to where like every map is different and all the towels and and cards and such like that that you get are different so it's like every uh, like uh, almost like every time you boot up the game or every time like you go from like the different locales it it changes the way you play the game and you have to have so many different strategies and i love strategy games it's just like i think what didn't connect with me is the narrative i don't think Mm -hmm. like it had a strong enough like intro intro and tutorial system to really connect me at this time and then i also think like i'm also playing this at a time where we're like super stacked with 
not only like the major AAA titles, but like indie titles have been like really good this year. Just no one's a lot of people are kind of like, oh, they're overshadowed, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah, they're overshadowed this year. Indies are having a really good year this year. It's just yeah, like they really are. And I'm looking at Loop Hero. And while it does have a really interesting premise, it like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there's a couple of other indies that came out this year that I just, just that just hit really right out of the gate, just come out sh- like swinging. And this game, unfortunately, didn't catch me personally. But I do think this is an interesting, like, concept. I hope that, I do hope it finds its legs and finds its audience. And I hope that maybe it does well enough to get a sequel. Because I think, like, games, this type of game needs to be in the industry. It's just, you know, like, for me personally, I did it just didn't connect immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more of a deck builder than a narrative-driven mm-hmm. game. So <clears throat> it's just a different way of doing a deck builder. Um, but I'm glad you tried it. Yeah, there, it's just, you know, like I've been playing, you know, the the interesting thing is like deck builders themselves have been evolving. Like I played yeah. um, this game called The Night Witch. It's like a heavy, oh. na- a heavy narrative game where like the cards you the like the cards you're dealt also give you like powers very similar to Hades. In yeah. a sense. But okay. it's like it has. It has like a floaty, it has like a floaty, like um, bullet hell card builder like mechanic. And it kind of meshes those two genres up really well. But it also like, it also has like a really strong narrative. And then I look at um, some other games that have come out recently, like the card building, like the deck building, like genre has has started to explode on the indie scene. And I'm like, I, I think like, whereas like, I would say a couple of years ago, or even like, like I would probably say like five to six years ago, like if you were a card builder, you didn't, you didn't focus on narrative at all, yeah, but like, exactly. The, like I also like played a game, um, Mayo Kenshi recently that, um, that was also at PAX East. Um, I just reviewed that game and it's a deck builder, um, RTS game, but they also like focus on narrative. Albeit the narrative isn't like necessarily going to blow your mind away because it's like, I, it's a little cliched, but they at least tried, you know, Yeah, <laughs> they at least tried. It's like, I, I'm, I sort of feel like we're in a landscape to where like deck builders can be so much more than just deck builders now. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I'll define the name off, off air, but there's mm-hmm. another game that was a deck builder, but it's really heavy driven story uh, wise. And if it, I don't think it's on, I know it's not on game pass, but if it ever comes to game pass, yeah recommend it <laughs> i'm gonna recommend it to you so uh what else have you been playing oh man i've been playing quite a lot um quite a lot outside of game pass you know been playing the big meaty heavy hitters i i tried the on game pass though i did try the the last case of benedict fox oh yeah how did you th- what did you think of that i like the art style a lot i like the okay. art style i like the locale i like the gameplay has really just like blown me away by any means, but I think it's a decent game. It, I've only played like the first two hours of the game, so it's enough to where I want to keep playing, but not not enough to where I'm like I don't think this is in consideration for indie game of the year. Mm. I and like at least for me personally, and um, and then I've been playing a lot more Coffee Talk episode oh, two. Nice. I nice. love that. I love that game. I think this is the perfect chill and relax game this year, and I think I don't think they're 
I, I I'm being a little presumptuous considering Zelda just came out, but like <laughs> I I don't think there is a soundtrack this year that's going to beat this that Coffee Talk wow. soundtrack. I think wow. the, I think it has a lot of games. I think it's put a lot of games on notice. I I think if more people played it, I think it'd get recognition, more recognition for the soundtrack alone. Wow. Uh, I I have to play that game because I mean it's on Game Pass. Why not? So um, cool. Um, should we go into the recommendations this week for each other? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think you should go first this time. Okay, so my game for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? Okay, so this is a game that actually I got to play. I didn't pre. I wouldn't say I previewed it because it was just like I I picked it up and just started playing it. Right, but the developer was talking. Well, the publisher was talking to me about it. Uh, it is on Game Pass. I did not expect it to be on Game Pass, especially this soon, because I felt like when I played it at Sorry, I was playing it at PAX East. Um, oh. It didn't feel fleshed out at all. In fact, it, it wasn't because they even said like, oh, yeah, there's no enemies in this game yet, but there's going to be. Um, but it's out now, which shocked me. Uh, and that game is Homestead Ar- Arcana. Arcana. Homestead Arcana. Um, so what have you been, well, what platform have you been playing it on Game Pass? Uh, these kind of things or the, the console? Uh, I think it's on console, too. Okay. I know it's on... PC, do you play PC as well or no? I mean, I I dabble. I'm I'm more of a console gamer, but I all have right, a PC. Right. All right, all right. Well, then, then I'm gonna take a pack. I'm gonna take a no, pack. no, no. It's it's on. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing it right now on, on my Xbox, so it's all good. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I thought it was too, but I wasn't quite sure. So, um, in this game, you play as a witch, um, and uh, you. It's kind of like a western. It kind of has like a western feel to it, um. I want to hear what you have to say because uh, it wasn't fleshed out when I played it. I'll just say that. And I, oh. um, I will say like, uh, I'm looking at some of the, the art right here and, and a little bit of the trailer on mute. And uh, to quote my, my Texas brethren here, it does look pretty. <laughs> it, it does. does, look pretty, it, does yeah. it does. Uh, so yeah, you have to let me know what you think of that game. Okay, I will definitely dabble, and it's on um, and it's on uh, cloud gaming too. So that's yeah, that'll be easy to jive into. Yeah, so there you go. That's your game, and I, I think like it's a single player experience. So story driven, right up your alley. Okay, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully so, hopefully so. All right, so I let's see. You're playing Nino Cooney. You're playing. You're going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom. I I just feel it in my bones. You're going to be playing that. So. I pro- I'm going to give you a smaller experience. Oh, that, okay. You know, like something that will kind of be a little more of a bite-sized experience, something that you can kind of just dabble into, give your initial thoughts on. And that is a little game called You Suck at Parking. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you Suck at Parking. I think it's a very arcade style game. I played a little bit of... I played about maybe six hours, so I enough to okay. get the whole general concept. I I basically think it's like golf meets like uh, almost like basically car like a car game. Okay, like it's you know I like in golf you basically kind of try to see how close to the the hole you can get to yeah. you know initially, yeah. and like it is it's almost like that. It it has like you try to see how close you can get to the parking space as as close you can get to it. And, but like you also have like a the whole goal is you trying to park every single spot, okay. like a car in every single spot. And sometimes it's like 
you get like a time limit of 60 seconds and you're running you run around you try to park like there's four spots on the map you try to park your car in all four spots but you only have a limited tank of gas to do so okay interesting uh that sounds like a game like you said perfect for a little break so yeah uh, yeah. the bite-sized pieces so i'm looking forward to that yeah, I, I, I don't want to give you another big meaty game <laughs> <laughs> at this point. And also, like, yeah, I, I, I already know, like, Tears of the Kingdom and if you still stick with Nuno Kuni is going to take up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I do plan to continue that game. So I, um, yeah, so I appreciate the fact that you uh, thought of that <laughs> when you thought of your pick. So. <laughs> <laughs> got to be realistic here so i want to ask you before um before we get to our last topic of the show what is what's been your favorite xbox moment so far this mm. generation hmm that's a good question um like are we talking about like your like favorite moment? moment with a just gaming on xbox this generation okay okay Hmm. Um. I. I mean, this isn't a Game Pass game, and you can play this anywhere. So, mm-hmm. like, this might not. But I played it on the Xbox, so I guess that counts. Um. So, we used to play a lot of of Fortnite. Um, my friends okay. and I, and there was one moment where we were playing teams. It was three, like you had three members on your team. And we were down to the last two teams and uh, we both of my teammates were down and, but they weren't dead, but they were just down. And there was one teammate from the other team that was left. And I, (laughs) you know, the circles closing in on us, we were really tight in the, uh, in the middle of the game. And my friends were like, just fall back, just fall back, just fall back, just fall back. And and I was like, no, guys, I got this. And uh, and I tried to take the guy out, and uh, I didn't, and I died, and I lost that match. For <laughs> <laughs> it was a really funny moment. And you could just, like, my friends don't care about winning at all, right? But you could just tell. It was just like, it was a moment that either I was going to be the big hero Mm-hmm. And save the and and be the big hero and win the game for us or or not and I and I and I didn't win but it was it was a funny moment so I I I enjoyed it so that's fun that's fun <laughs> you know I'm I'm like I know I'm not a Fortnite player but I always like hearing about these type of stories yeah well that's that's what I'm saying like that's the narrative right it's mm-hmm. the uh the moments that you remember and you talk about with your friends, like, Oh, I remember when this happened. Right. So that's the narrative behind it. Um, what about you? I think one of my favorite moments playing on Xbox, this, um, this generation, I think it was the halo campaign. I think mm. I, I, I really enjoyed the halo campaign. I, that game has problems in, at this point. I don't know if like, I don't think the problems of that game are going to, overshadow what that game's potential could have been but like i or i i think this game's problems are like too too much of a a beast for for it to like overshadow like anything else about that any of the qualities about that game but like i digress i was playing the campaign and i 
I love the hook shot in that game to where you can mm, hook, yeah. hook, hook yeah, different yeah. things. And like I was swinging around that map like I was Peter Parker <laughs> and and I just grabbed one of those like um, I guess I guess they're like those containers that you can throw at, at grunts and enemies and it explodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was swinging around the map. I like swung, grabbed the hook shot, grabbed that one of those containers up to me and like had it in my hand, threw it down and down at some grunts who were directly below me and like they ended up exploding but like it propelled me <laughs> so high up into the map and and i was so high like like really high and then like there was a a guy in a banshee flying around around me and i was able to hook shot on directly onto what? that banshee and like I, it was just that sequence of events of like me being able to feel like such a wizard in the sky yeah, <laughs> at that, that point awesome I love that. I, it was, it was yeah. one of my favorite moments of the Xbox generation so far. And I wish I could have more moments like that. Hmm. That sounds really cool. That sounds like something that you would see in a movie. You know it does. I mean? It does. It felt like something like I, I've never been the type of gamer to be able to pull off like <laughs> stunts that you see in gameplay yes. trailers. Yes. And, and that yeah. felt like a gameplay trailer type of moment. I was like, yes. I was really proud of myself for that. The best part is that it was all by accident. Exactly. But you, but I can never look like but you made it look like it wasn't. That was the best. <laughs> I can never recreate it. And that was like around the time, like on the Xbox side of things to where like I was just now learning that you could like capture the last 30 seconds or mm. the last minute of gameplay and such like that. So yeah. I was I was scrambling trying to capture that moment. Like, oh, man, I love that. I, I love moments like that. And. To, that's kind of what I was like talking about earlier. I want more single player, like epic moments. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be Halo. It doesn't like I would love to see. I hope Starfield can give me those type of moments to where like I do something incredibly cool, or like maybe like at the end of Matt, like Mass Effect Two, when you're trying to like save the world, but not, but also trying not to lose like all your companions in the process. Yeah. Like yeah. I want Xbox to give me those type of moments. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hope you get them. I hope so. I hope so as well. I mean, I'm loving my Xbox. I, I know I sound like a naysayer right now. I'm loving my Xbox. I'm loving like uh, I'm loving a lot of the games we're getting this, you know, like generation on the third party side. I just I want I want a little bit more. I'm a, I'm a greedy man. And I want more. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, all right. Well, how can people uh, find you on social media? You can find me on social media at Sebastian P and R on, on all the Twitter and all that kind of space. You can also find me on the other podcast, the single player experience podcast um, on all your favorite podcast platforms. Roger, how can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Nintendo Raj. Uh, and just like Sebastian, I also have another podcast called the gamer heads podcast. Uh, and you can hear that podcast uh, at our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter uh, for that as well at GamerHeadsPod. All right. All right. Roger, before we go, though, I feel like you were trying to get away with with a fast one here. <laughs> you, you caught that, huh? Yeah. You that. Uh, you're trying to get away with a fast <laughs> one here because I have another trivia question for you this week. Uh -huh, and, uh -huh. and I figured I figured I was I was trying to end the show before we got to this embarrassing. No, part no, no, me, no. <laughs> I have another trivia question for you. And 
I want to see if you're going to get this correct. I have faith oh in you, Roger. I think okay. you're going to bounce back from from the the snafu last week. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. All right. First of all, you have you have way more faith in me than you should. And secondly, uh, I don't have a second. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. Um, when? What year was the Xbox 360? released oh my gosh all right 2000 right. hold on hold on hold on i want to i want to help you out here okay i'm for the maybe for the first and only time i'm gonna give you a multiple choice here oh okay okay all right so is it a 2005 b 2006 oh my gosh come on c 2007 <laughs> rd 2010 well it wasn't 2010 i'll tell you that okay uh so let's cross that one out were any of these years that you were actually thinking about before the multiple yeah, 20 25 or 2005 or 2006 okay. um i'm gonna guess 2005 all right all right and let's see if that answer is correct you got it correct it is oh my gosh 2005 oh my gosh. so you you're know, one and one total yeah yeah do you know why i knew that though why is that because I was working at Best Buy at the time, and what? I got a lot of, yeah, I got a lot of like people coming in saying, "Hey, my, I got the red ring of death," and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh boy," uh, so that's how I knew that. Also, it was around the time when the Wii released as well, so uh, I went with the Wii that generation instead of the Xbox, which is interesting because I just said most of us have more than one console. Uh, I did not have a 360, uh, so I had a Wii, but I did get a 360 later on, but. Were you were you a big like we got? Um, or was that like kind of a casual gaming experience for you? Um, I mean, I played a lot of the first party games on there, like the Mario games and okay. Zelda. Okay. Okay. Um, I did not play Skyward. Well, I have Skyward Sword. I I didn't play Skyward Sword. <laughs> that sounds bad. Uh, I did not play Skyward Sword on the Wii. I played um, uh, uh, what was the one before that? Um, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Mario Galaxy games were really good. Um, I had those as well. And the other one that I really liked was, um, I liked the concept of it. it. The execution wasn't all that great. It was okay. Red Steel 2 was was another game that... I, I actually played that one. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's okay, like, right? Because like, it incorporated the motion controls. And um, it was cool because you have a gun or a, a sword. And uh, you could fight bosses with either. <laughs> and like, I would just go in with a gun blazing and take out the enemy. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But um, I've never played yeah. a lot of first party GameCube games and Wii games. Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing that I liked about my Wii is I had a first gen Wii, so I can mm-hmm. play GameCube games on it. So, yeah, I'm I'm going back and, and trying to rectify that. Um, like I recently, I've I've started um, Metroid Prime and such. Uh, this oh, is my nice. first ever Metroid game, so nice. Trying to go back and rectify that. But Roger, I digress. This is not Nintendo. No, um, it's not. I was just say, why are we talking about Nintendo stuff here? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just so not. curious. But like, yeah. all right. Before we go, do you have anything to tell the good people? Uh, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. We want to hear what you have to say. All right, sounds great. I've been Sebastian. That's been Roger. We're the Game Pass Gurus, and we're out. Bye, everyone. Bye.